But so, Mike, uh, thanks for joining me. How are you well, doing this morning, man? Um, I haven't decided yet. I look pretty tired. Um, I had a had a date with my wife last night, so I was up later than normal. All right, cool. A date with the wife, man. I'm I'm a little jealous. I didn't get home till uh, like nine o'clock from the shop. We did our little podcast. So um, so yeah. Rough morning this morning too. Yeah, but I'm good. It's All nice right, cool, man. Morning. So I. It is lovely, hazy, hazy, hot, and humid. Um, but I just had a few questions for you. I figure we kind of get together every once in a while and talk a little bit about some of like the the things we hear. You know, I'm out at the shop all the time and I hear these running questions. And I know you're well schooled in like. Um, tackling some of these injuries that runners come across uh, since, you know, you're well-schooled in the sports medicine, physical therapy world. Um, and so my first question that I had was, what the hell is runner's knee? I hear that so often. It frustrates me because I don't know what anybody is talking about. Um, well, runners have two knees last time I checked. <laughs> right. So. So they, they have runner's knees, no. So runner's knee is what we call a bucket term. Um, you know, if you're a runner and you see a doctor and you have knee pain, they'll probably just say you have runner's knee and, you know, take some Advil, take eight weeks off, don't come back unless you break something type of advice, right? Right, um, yep, but I've de- seen that before. Gen- yeah, so there's runner's knee, there's jumper's knee. So... There's not one, ex- in, in my experience, when I see that diagnosis come in on a script from a physician, it's not one specific um, diagnosis, mm-hmm. but usually it involves um, the patella tendon, so some sort of patella tendon issue or some issue under, um, you know, around the patella itself, there's some other <laughs> cartilage type issues that you can have in there. Yeah. So it's not... If you get the diagnosis, anyone who's listening, it's not going to tell you much. It's not really going to tell you much to do. Um, so you might just want to get it looked at a little bit closer to figure out what is causing the pain in your knee, which is basically all runner's knee means. Okay. So it's kind of like uh, just a broad, broad brush term for a soreness in your knee. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So th- those, those terms are kind of frustrating and we see and hear them a lot. Like um, patellofemoral pain syndrome, that's a fancy term that means you have pain in your knee, but no one's really sure the exact cause of the pain in your knee. It could be yeah, coming yeah. from a tight IT band or an irritated cartilage under your kneecap or tight quads. Mm-hmm. So another bucket term that's not going to really tell you much. See, but that one sounds a little fancier. It does. So it sounds like a little bit more specific. Sure. I'm going to get even fancier now. Are you ready for this one? Uh, yeah. Chondromalacia patella. Well, all right then. Right? Isn't that, doesn't make me sound smart? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would just throw those around in dinner conversation. You should. Uh, so in next, your challenge in the next 24 hours is to somehow throw in the word chondromalacia patella into your uh, conversation with someone. <laughs> that, it could be tricky because I don't know what, that, what the heck it means. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll give you the quick and dirty. It's basically a cartilage um, thinning under the kneecap, which is actually really common in mm-hmm. runners. 
which I've seen people come yep. in with, with a quote runner's knee and they have more yep. of a chondromalacia patella type of syndrome. Uh, but you need like MRIs to diagnose that because you need to see a thinning of the cartilage underneath the kneecap. Extremely oh, common. Okay. But, so it's a good topic to bring up. It's an extremely common diagnosis we see in our runners just because mm-hmm. of the constant um, stress and strain the cartilage in the kneecap goes through with the several hundred thousand steps people are taking a year um, with yeah. running. Interesting. So it's like uh, just a constant pounding on that that uh, cartilage there that just wears it away over time. and Yeah, and then you combine that with extra tightness. So even when they're not running, their kneecap is just being jammed into mm-hmm. the groove in their femur. It's just extra pressure and just breaks down. It's actually the, if you don't treat it and control it properly, it'll lead to arthritis. Huh. So how do so this- I... How, what do we do, man? What do I do if I got this going on? What do you do? You stop running. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Never um, do that. No, no. you want to get it assessed. So, so con- we're going to go to that chondromalacia patella word just because it's fun to say at 7.30 in the morning. Um, yeah. But, you know, a lot of runners will come in and we'll see that they get this pain in their knee. There'll be a few different diagnoses that they might come in under, but it doesn't really matter because what we're finding is extremely tight quadricep muscles, um, trigger points in those muscles, and then, um, you know, everyone thinks the IT band is the biggest cause of knee, knee pain in the runners. It can be. So what you want to do is get assessed. If I yeah. speak someone with it, will see if, they're, if they have trigger points or range of motion issues in the quad. We'll check out their hip, even in their ankle, just see what's causing the extra stress into the knee and mm-hmm. then fix the causes of the problem. And don't just, you know, don't just treat the pain in your knee with Advil and ice because that's not going to solve the problem. Right. Do you find that a lot where, like, if you have an injury, treating the stuff around where the person is feeling the pain tends to fix the issue? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, well, like, with running running injuries, the site of the pain is not necessarily the source of the problem. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I, so I treat many knee patients, and we never touch their knee because the problem is coming from somewhere else, either weak hip, maybe an overpronated foot, something like that. Do, do they get uh, mad at you because they came in for knee pain, and they're like, "You even touched my knee? What the heck, man?" No, they don't get mad. Some some people are a little concerned and shocked about you know they might question well what are these people doing but as soon as if we can make a difference and um even immediately show how these other areas are related to the pain we can usually get buy-in and then it's just as far as making sure we're explaining what we're doing properly right right so um i guess you attack it with more of like a holistic approach as opposed to just like stab in a certain spot with a needle and everything's going to be fixed. Yes. 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 Yeah. I love stabbing things with needles, as you know. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's a very effective technique. Um, but, you know, I think we might have hinted at this last time we talked. You've got you to address the, the whole person. So mm-hmm. if, if you're coming in and you've got chronic knee issues... Yeah, um, and you tell me that you sit twelve hours a day and commute two hours a 
sit 12 hours a day at work and commute two hours a day to your office and you know you don't drink enough water and you sleep four hours a night there's some other overall health issues that are affecting your body's ability to heal and affecting the resiliency of your tissue so mm -hmm. we would talk about that because you have to yeah and then then we can get into the physical parts where all right we got to loosen loosen the anterior hip we got to get your glutes stronger we got to loosen get you a little more dorsiflexion in your ankle and all these things combined with some overall whole health types of education will make you more resilient, heal up faster, and hopefully minimize that from happening again. Yeah. All right. Well, can we move a little bit down the leg? I got another question for you. Sure. As a uh, gentleman who works at a running store, we are constantly hearing all about uh, a pain that occurs on the bottom of their foot. Uh, customers come in and they'll say, you know, I have this really sharp pain right in my arch, kind of starts at the, the back of the arch where my heel is, and I can't, I can't seem to get it, get it to go away. Um, we've heard it so many times, we know it's plantar fasciitis, but mm -hmm. they're, not, they're not super familiar with it. Um, are you able to explain what is going on there and maybe how sure. we can help it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the plantar fascia is <clears throat> a connective tissue in the bottom of the foot. It basically goes from the inside part of your heel and then kind of fans out and attaches to the base of all your toes, okay. so like the ball of your foot. So it uh, helps provide the arch in your foot. It helps absorb some shock and energy when you walk and run. It's a really mm -hmm. important structure, but it tends to get the snot beat out of it, um, especially yeah. with runner. So plantar fasciitis, I don't even like the term fasciitis because some anything with an itis refers to inflammation, which is the yeah. initial part of the injury. But people who deal with it chronically, um, they sh we should actually be calling it like fasciosis or some other term because okay. it's more of a the breakdown of that tissue microscopically. And it's painful. Um, and when yeah, you're non-weight bearing, yeah, when you're non-weight bearing, it tightens up and you can be pretty pain-free and then when you step on it like let's say uh, first step in the morning so as you're mm -hmm. sleeping your plantar fascia is non-weight bearing so it's tightening up and trying to heal and then that first step in the morning you're gonna um, just really stretch that out pretty quickly and abruptly and it's like a re-irritation re um, every day mm -hmm. which is why it takes forever to heal because people are constantly um, quote picking the scab on that injury um, every single morning. So, did, I, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. So how do I fix it, man? A few different ways. Because not every plantar fascia patient is uh, suffering the pain for the same reason. Okay. So if you are a really stiff, high arched type of foot, which you guys have seen in the store, right? Oh, yeah. Those those type of people, there's just so much stiffness built in there. They don't pronate at all <clears throat> or very little. So they don't get the natural stretching of the plantar fascia. So it gets really stiff and it gets beat up that way. Yeah. And then on the polar opposite, if you've got an Alabama floor sucker, which is like a really flat foot, um, yeah. they're, they're beating it up because they're overstretching it because they've got no structural integrity in their foot um, to have any arch whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So with the high arch foot, we're trying to get you know, you, well, long term, we're trying to get a little more mobility in that foot. With a flat foot, we're trying to build a little more strength. 
So long term, those mm-hmm. are the kind of the goals of the treatment. Yeah. Initially, the treatment's the same for everyone, which is um, stop irritating it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So there's a few things you can do. Like there's a night splints that you can wear um, mm-hmm. where you put them on and you sleep and it keeps your foot in a little bit of a dorsiflex position. Yep. Dorsiflex meaning, you know, not pointed down this way, but. Toes are pointed like up towards the sky? Yeah, toes towards your nose. So that's going to help keep it um, from shortening too much so that first step won't be as aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I teach people a morning routine where they're like, massaging their foot and doing just a little bit of active motion to get the blood flow before they even step on it. Mm-hmm. So they're not, again, they're not picking the scab as intensely every morning. Right, right. Um, and then a lot of times we'll put in a temporary orthotic just to protect it so it allows it to okay. heal. So okay. people have to be on foot all night. And then we make sure they're in the right shoes. You know, if you're, you're a really stiff foot and you're in a Brooks Beast, probably not the best combination, right? No, not going to work. No. And if you're a, an Alabama floor sucker trying to run in a Vibram five finger, initially, probably not a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah you might want to steer so, clear. Yeah. So the key is just to, to stop the constant irritation of it, and then that's uh, going to allow the healing to take place. Right. So, um... This is just a quick question I have about physical therapy, th- physical therapists in general. So I work, we work with, with you and, um, you know, as someone who works at like a shoe store, I'm trying to get folks into a shoe that will help their problem. So like you alluded to, a good shoe can help with plantar fasciitis, um, but it's not going to like solve the problem. If you, so... If you solve the problem, say I put someone in a Brooks Beast because they've had some issues, they need a rigid shoe, they have Alabama floor suckers, um, can they eventually get out of that Brooks Beast? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about um, getting more foot strength for that person. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know if you can hear me. There's some noise I, going on. Yeah, you got a little leaf blower action going on over there. Yeah. I'm going to try to walk away from that. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so with that person, it's all about building good foot strength. Yep. If you get good foot strength, you don't have to rely on the shoe or any implements in the shoe quite as much. Yep. Gotcha. So you can do the work and get yourself a little bit more foot strength and get into maybe a lighter weight, more like neutral shoe. Yeah, I would, I would much rather see people strengthen their feet take care of their whole lower chain, so their hips, knees, ankles, feet, and yep. be able to use as little as little shoe as possible. So See, I'm, that, a fan of, I'm a fan of not just throwing someone in an orthotic, but maybe yep. strengthening their foot and making it function a little bit better um, and not having to rely on some artificial device for that stability. Right. Now that seems like the opposite of what most people would want to do. You know why? Because <laughs> they're lazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's um, because the orthotic, the ibuprofen, a new mm-hmm. shoe, that's all quick fix. Right, that's yeah. Take a yeah. pill, put a Pretty. thing in my shoe, I'm good to go. I can go for a run. Yeah, and you know what? There's a small percentage where that'll probably work and that person might be fine. Um, mm-hmm. For the most part, you got to do the work. you got to put in the time because um, sooner or later all these quick fixes are not going to be able to manage it. 
Right. You know, think about the thing about you know you've seen these runners where they've got two knee braces, one on each knee. They've got <laughs> cap sleeves. They've got Brooks Beast with with orthotics inside. They've got back braces. Like everything you can think of just to go in and run. Right. Uh, right. So they're like the bionic, the bionic runner. Yeah. So many times, and I see them all over the boulevard in Providence yep. running. I just want to stop and say. That's not going to solve the problem, man. Like, come see us, but I don't do that. I don't want to scare people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, how about we do this? We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here because I think we've, we've been chatting for probably about 10, 15 minutes now. And uh, yes. I say we do this again sometime, man. We get together. We talk a little running, talk a little uh, injury prevention stuff. Maybe we get into some roller derby, some 80s music, uh, you know, whatever, man. All right, I'm down. As long as some roller derby happens, like within the next two or three sessions, because I can't, I can't wait a, a month to talk about roller derby. Can't contain yourself. I hear you, man. <laughs> right. I know nothing about it, but I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> right. No, this is great. I hope, um, I hope some people listening get something out of it, and I'd love to uh, chat more and just spread some information. Cool, man. Thanks. Uh, right. I appreciate I'll, uh, it. I'll be in touch. All right, man. Take care. Yeah. Bye.